Welcome to the Money Mindset Hub podcast. I'm your host, Carla Townsend, a money mindset and success coach on a mission to normalize feminine wealth through empowering the minds of fierce females in business. You're in the right place if you are a female who wants to become a vibrational match to attract more wealth, freedom, and abundance because the world needs more kind-hearted women like you with deep pockets. So let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Money Mindset Hub podcast. I'm your host, Carla Townsend. Now, excuse the nasally nose. Um, <laughs> my nose is so blocked. Am I like, I don't know if it's like hay fever or whether I'm cold, I've got a cold or I don't know. I'm just trying to hit it at all angles. But anyway, excuse my nasally voice while we get through this episode. So this episode is something that's going to be a little bit different. I want it to be a bit more grounding for you, a bit more practical for you. And I want to really dive back into money money, mindset, practical tools that you can do. I really want to shift that frequency for you. And before I start, I first off want to explain that shifting your frequency, it can often be overcomplicated in our mind and we think it's this big fancy thing, but essentially shifting your frequency is about shifting your energy. It's about shifting that emotion. Once you move from a, let's say a lower emotion, a lower frequency type emotion, and you move up a notch, that is just essentially increasing your frequency. That's all it is, right? So in order to become a vibrational match, vibrational frequency match, right? Vibrations and frequency, they mean the same thing. They're just words used interchangeably. So if we're trying to become a vibrational match for what it is we desire to call in, whether it be that more money in the bank, whether it be more clients, whether, you know what I mean? So if that's what we're trying to get to, we need to think about, well, Who's that version of us and what frequency would she operate from? Like, does she feel flat and shit or does she feel like lit up and inspired and ready to go? And like, she's just, she's on fire, right? So we want to tap into that. And we really want to think about, especially when we're building our businesses, we really want to think about how would that really successful version of us, the one that we're aspiring to become, the one that we are becoming, you know, they're not separate from you. That version of you already exists. You just got to tap back into it. And what that means is tapping into that most confident, radiant self of yours that you know you can be. I mean, especially when we've like gone to the hairdressers, we've had our hair done, we walk out, it's blow dried. Like we are feeling hot as that is, that is the epitome of feeling really confident. And like, essentially think about how you feel, right? Your experience is always memorable based off the feeling that you have, whether it be a positive or negative. Now it's not all about being high vibe all the time either. Like you don't always have to be in a higher frequency in a high vibration in a higher emotional state to be able to then receive. You can still be aware of that and move anyway. Okay. It's a balancing act, but essentially that's what it is. So I just wanted to say that first off because yeah, it can really be a little bit confusing. I have done earlier episodes. So go back and scroll through my episodes where I really sort of explain to you that, you know, money, money is energy. And I dive into a lot of these different concepts a bit more for you to understand. I really hope I explain them in a way that is understandable. Anyway, so before I dive into this episode, I kind of want to let you know like why I was inspired to record it. And it's because I had an incredible podcast interview this morning and I'll let you all know when that comes out. Funny, fun fact here. It was, I think it was September, the end of September. I remember saying to myself and I remember saying out loud because I'm honestly a true believer that your words are spells, right? Like what you're calling out into the world, whether you're writing it, whether you're speaking it out loud, especially if you're thinking it, like that's what you're calling back in, right? So 
whenever I really desire something, I will write about it. I will write what I desire and I'll also like speak it out loud. And honestly, my daughter who's five has been like, mom, are you talking to yourself? (laughs) And she'll look at me with the weirdest look. I'm like, yes, mommy just likes to talk out loud. I remember my mom, I remember my mom once saying like, when people talk to themselves, it's like a sign that you're crazy. (laughs) I don't know where she got that from. But yeah, if I'm a little bit crazy, then whatever. But I feel like whatever you speak out loud is you're casting that spell out, right? You're asking the universe for what you want and you ask and you shall receive and that's how it works. Anyway, so this is a random example, but I was speaking out loud about what I wanted and I said I wanted to collaborate with more women on their podcast. Like I wanted to be on other women's podcasts and have conversations. And then what do you know? I literally had three podcast interviews all flowed in for November. So that was the third one that I did today. And I was like, how funny you ask and you shall receive. So there's a little side note for you. Ask and you you shall receive. On that podcast episode, we're really talking about obviously everything money mindset, my own experience with it, my journey, why I even decided to do that, the common misconceptions that I see around money mindset. And honestly, we're also discussing the fact that it is so important. It is so important when you're doing this work that you remember that it isn't work that you do once and you forget about. It is something that you continually do. So something that I've been saying quite a bit lately and and to my clients over the time has been like money mindset is a form of personal development. It is something that you continually get better and better with. So the process of being able to decondition and then recondition your subconscious mind happens through repetition. That's the only science-backed way that it actually happens. It's through repetition. Now there's different ways in which you can do this, which I take my clients through. That's essentially where it happens. Like we've got to have this awareness of what's going on what's going on with our money mindset? What is our relationship with money? Now, even that phrase can be really strange, right? Like that phrase, your relationship with money. Now, this is what I was saying to Alicia on the podcast interview that our relationship with money is something that sounds so foreign, but most of us want more money. I mean, honestly, I don't know anyone who doesn't want more money. A lot of people don't want to admit it, but when they get more money, they're loving it, right? So it's not a bad thing if you want more money. But when we think about like our relationship with money, we think like that's so foreign. Why would we even talk about that? But we all understand the concept of having a relationship with food, don't we? You know, like what's your relationship with food? Self-care. What's your relationship like with yourself, with your partner, with your family, with your kids? Like we have relationships with people, but we also have relationships with physical things, Um, whether it be food or exercise. Like what's your relationship with exercise? People either love it or they hate it or they're okay and mediocre. Do you know what I mean? There's always a scale. So it's the same thing when it comes to your relationship with money. There's always a scale. It's not that it's positive or negative. I really want to get that in there, that money is a neutral source of energy. It's just we want to always hit that neutrality, right? If we stay in this neutral place with money and we don't make it mean anything, which is why it's such a big deal, is because we make it mean something about us. Um, we often attach our worth to how much money it is that we make. And obviously there also comes this real deep conditioning about these energetic maximums that we can reach when it comes to money, like these income levels that we can reach. And we think, oh my God, we can't earn more than that. We can't go over that. And it often has to do with the subconscious. Anyway, this is a, just a really big intuitive download that's coming through. So I'm just going to keep speaking and then I'm going to give you an exercise that I want you to be able to, yeah, really ground into it and shift that frequency. So when we were talking about this today with her and I was saying, you know, relationship with food is so common, but then when you think about relationship with money, it's like, 
you know, if you want a relationship to thrive, you do need to give it attention and love and gratitude, and you need to be able to show it the respect that it deserves. So, you know, I'm married. So if I want a healthy relationship, like a really good relationship in my marriage, then I will give it attention and I will give it love and I will give it gratitude. Like I'm so grateful for my husband. I'm so grateful that we communicate and we have that open communication, but I'm also grateful for the fact that he pulls me up when I need it, you know, and we've grown to get that and we continue to grow together, but it's something that you have to show attention and love to and time to and energy to in order for it to improve, just like anything. Your health, for example, you can't avoid your health and think that it's going to magically be great. It's going to slowly deteriorate over time. And the same things for your money. Let's say you want to, um, let's say you want to save 10 grand, right? You want to save 10 grand, but you never look at it and you're never showing an appreciation and you're never grateful for the money that's coming in. You're always just like, where's more? You're sitting in that, that lack, that state of lack of like, well, it's not enough. It's never enough. And, you know, is that all? I want more. I haven't hit the 10,000 yet, so it's not great. And it's that not appreciating the process that happens from that zero to 10,000 that is really important, that looking at it, that loving it, that nurturing it, that being grateful for it, that thanking it, thanking every dollar that comes into your life like it is $1,000. Every dollar, treat it like $1,000. Your perception of money will change. And essentially, that's what it means. Like, your relationship with money is essentially your perception and your experience with money. How do you change your experience with money? You change the way that you perceive money. You change the way that you think about it, the way that you treat it, the way that you save it, the way that you spend it, the way that you view people who have more money than you do or have less money than you do because the ego works in two ways, inferior and superior. It's not always just when you feel better than someone else. It is sometimes when you feel inferior to another person. There's so many different ways in which we self-sabotage ourselves when it comes to money. And I just really wanted to highlight that here. I hope this this like full on brain dump of just what's coming through is resonating with you. But essentially this is where we're at. And I feel like there is this massive misconception at the moment. And maybe it's just something that needed to be said through me, but I feel like there's this big misconception at the moment around money mindset and it seems to be such a cryptic message that's going around. And don't get me wrong, I understand the cryptic messages because I've done a lot of the frequency and the energy work and I get the picture that they're trying to paint. But when you're someone who has, you've only recently just heard about money mindset and you're like, what the hell is it? And you start reading these like cryptic captions and and all this stuff and you're like, oh my God, I don't understand. <laughs> it can seem like it's something so foreign. So I really just want to like dumb down money mindset and make it like it's not something that needs to be so like over the top. Uh, I guess with me, what you see is what you get and I'll just tell it like it is. <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously in the most respectful way, but I will, I will tell it like it is. I will call out my clients lovingly when they need it and I will help them practically, not just energetically, not just spiritually, not just all of that, but it needs to be practical too. And that's the thing. It does get a bit lost. And I get a lot of people that are very like confused about money mindset. And I can understand because it is becoming like a, a cryptical puzzle. Cryptical, I don't think cryptical is a word, but it's becoming like this cryptic puzzle that you need to crack. Like, And it's really not. It's just that 1% at a time you improve your relationship with money, just like you would with exercise, just like you would with healthy eating habits. It's just that little 1%. You try and get a little bit better. Forgive yourself for where you've been at, where you're at now. Take complete responsibility, right? No victim is ever feeling successful. No victim ever feels like they have hit the goal, right? So we don't want to be a victim. 
And obviously with full respect to people who are literally um, victims, but that's not what I'm saying here. I'm just taking complete responsibility of your life, where you're at, your finances, everything, your financial reality and your financial past does not get to dictate your financial future. It just doesn't. And if I believed that I wouldn't be where I am now. If that's what I really thought, if I thought I was doomed when I just had my second son, my, my second child, and we were dead broke living on a credit card, living week to week, like struggling to get by. If I didn't keep acting with my highest self in mind, like if I didn't keep thinking and, and trying to embody and envision my next level of life and the goals that I knew were set for me, because that's it. Whatever is on your mind, whatever comes through to you is what you're supposed to achieve in this world. So that's what you're supposed to live out, right? So if I truly believed that I was doomed and I was in lack and there was never any more and I wasn't grateful for anything I had and I didn't implement all this work in money mindset, I didn't do the damn work, I didn't do the inner work, the outer work, everything and commit to it, then I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't be helping other women build successful businesses, make more money, save more money, have a completely different relationship with money, a completely different experience of money and abundance, a completely different mindset to what's possible. Just these incredible transformations that they've been having, it wouldn't be possible if I doomed myself basically. And you can too. You can do anything that you set your heart to. But sometimes we just need that, like you need to shift through those blocks, those money blocks, those success blocks. They're the same thing. They go hand in hand. Money and success go hand in hand because the level of success that you believe you're capable and worthy of achieving is directly correlated with the amount of money that you believe you can create and receive. So I hope they got that out clearly. <laughs> um, anyway, here's, an, here's what I want you to do right now is this is an exercise that is going to shift your frequency, especially if you're feeling in lack and you feel doomed. And I know at this time of year, it's like it's Black Friday and it's amazing for lots of sales and stuff. But honestly, a lot of people start getting a bit stressed out. It's like, oh my God, Christmas is around the corner. I've got all these damn presents to buy. You know, what am I going to do? Am I going to have enough money to get, like buy everything I want to buy and then have holidays and all? Like I know this time brings so much stress Uh, as well as so much beauty. I love Christmas. Christmas is my favorite time of year, but I do understand that it's very common to bring a lot of financial stress to a lot of families. And honestly, a lot of families end up relying on credit cards and afterpays and zip pays and all those sort of things. And then they, they feel it in all the way into the new year, which sucks. And I want to change that. But here's what you need to do to be able to start shifting your frequency. Remember, like I said at the start, Frequency is your emotion. Your emotion changes your vibration. Your vibration is essentially your frequency, right? It's an invisible sound wave that comes out of your body, right? So, and they've done obviously studies and you can see these sound waves that are invisible sound waves, which are literally the frequency. Another example, when someone walks into the room and you know, with they haven't said anything, they've just got a really neutral face on, but you know they're pissed off because you can feel that they're pissed off. Even if they haven't said anything, even if they haven't looked at you, you just get this feeling like, oh, they're in a bad mood. That is called frequency, my friends. That is what it means. And I know that you have felt that. We've all felt that. You know, we have all felt that. So, you know, when mum walks into the room, she's just pissed. Or, you know, when a colleague walks in, you're like, whoa, they've had a bad morning. (laughs) You feel that frequency. You're feeling that emotion, that vibration that's emitted from that emotion that they're experiencing. Anyway, let's shift your frequency now with a really quick exercise. Get a journal ready or a notebook or whatever. This is just one that I found in my notebook as I was skimming through going, what is a practical tool that I can share with my beautiful podcast listeners to just shift their frequency a bit, especially in this time of year and enjoy it. Please do this. 
Remember, sometimes the most simplest exercises are the ones that shift you the most. Let's not overcomplicate it. The inner work and the exercises and the journaling prompts, they break a lot down. Like there is a lot that comes out of these. It doesn't matter how simple they are. I used to think, oh, why would I waste my time doing these simple exercises and stuff? And so I avoided it. And of course I ended up, you know, back where I started, just like spinning my wheels and then going, damn it, I can't shortcut the inner work. (laughs) I love simplicity. I love ease. I love to find shortcuts in everything, but I hand on heart can tell you there is no shortcut for the inner work. So every exercise I share with you, please do it because you will always take away something, some more than others, but there is always going to be a golden nugget in any of these exercises that you do. So here's the one. I want you to write a list of everything that you can thank money for. Often we're thinking that, you know, we don't have enough money or, you know, if this is you, I, I totally understand. We've, we've all been in this place, right? There's not enough money. It's going to run out like, you know, and it's like, oh, I just want more and more. But, you know, anyway, you get me. But what about everything that we're actually thankful for that money has provided us? What are you thankful for? Now, I'm going to give you a few of the um, ideas that popped into my head, but one, the food on my table, the private obstetrician that I had when I delivered all my kids. I got the same one every time, had three cesareans, and I was very grateful that I got the same one. If I didn't have the money, I wouldn't have been able to do that. My The roof that's over our head, all the holidays we've been on, our caravan, this, our wedding, our honeymoon, like the presents that we get to buy for our children and our family, the experiences that we get to have, the like the little sentimental gifts that we get to buy, me being able to buy this laptop, buy these programs, buy this mic, to be able to be here with you and sharing this podcast. You know, I've got to pay for the website and my podcast host and all of that. So I'm grateful for money that gets to be able to support my passion in life and also my kids, my health. I'm glad that money can provide me the opportunity to go to a gym and look after my health. Um, last week I went to a spa for a three hour solo date with me, myself and I, I'm grateful for the money that allowed me to do that. So you see where I'm going with this. It can be everything, everything. I want you to take some time now and literally list out everything you are grateful that money has provided you. Like, what do you thank money for? Thank you. Thank you money for X, Y, Z. And just go, go until you can't go anymore. Because whenever you're feeling like you're in this place of there's not enough, it's scarcity, right? Like it's going to run out or what's going to happen? Am I, you know, look back at this list and go, it's brought me all these things. Like, why am I, why am I treating it like that? Remember the relationships that you, that you show love and gratitude for are the ones that thrive. And you want the same thing with money. Money's not a bad thing. Money's not good or bad. It's neutral. It's whatever you make it mean to you. Money is literally like picking up like this scrunchie that I just picked up. Let's just say that's a dollar. That dollar only means something because I've attached a meaning to it. You know, I've put it on a pedestal. Money doesn't want to be on a pedestal. It doesn't need to be on a pedestal. We put it on a pedestal. You know, it's like a sentimental gift, right? It's a sentimental gift. It means a lot more to you than what it does the next person. And that's the same thing with money because money is very subjective. Money doesn't mean that much to some people and money means a hell of a lot to other people, depending on your experiences, your, you know, your childhood, your upbringing, everything, all, all these different things that come into, come into play here. I can't believe I've just talked for 20 minutes. I, that was just a massive brain dump, clearly needed to all get out of me, but please write that down. 
what is a list of things that you are thankful for? Because honestly, it's facilitated so many incredible things in each of our lives and money should be fun and it should be easy and it should be playful and it should be enjoyable and it should be something that we love receiving and we love spending and we love just, you know, treating it with gratitude and being grateful for it. Now, from here on, the next step, once you have written your list of everything you are thankful for that money has provided you with, first off, there's going to be no reason that you can be like, well, you can't stay in a shit mood, right? When you write that list and go, oh my God, you know what? Money has provided me everything. I mean, just take a look around you. Money has provided this these toys that I'm surrounded by, the fireplace that we put on the deck out there, the couch that we sit together with on, you know, to watch the fireplace and have quality time together, you know, everything. The photos of my family that I can see around on the walls, like money provided all of those things. And now I want you to rewrite your relationship with money. So this is the second part of it. And now I want you to rewrite your relationship with it. For example, dear money, I commit to being grateful for you showing up right when I need it. I commit to thanking you every time you get get us closer to where we need to be. I commit to being grateful every time you provide me with some beautiful abundance in my life or freedom or choice or whatever you want to be. What is your commitment to your relationship with money from here on. Anyway, so I'm going to leave that there. But before I do go, I want to let you know that it is Black Friday this week. And in the spirit of Black Friday, and of course, because of the amount of conversations I've had recently with ladies about money, I just thought it was very fitting to have the biggest sale I've ever had on money methodology. Use the code MONEY, M-O-N-E-Y, for $333 off Money Methodology. Money Methodology is literally my signature money program. It is where I put my heart and soul into. It has got all of the exercises that I have done to date that really transform my relationship with money and my total experience with money. And it is why I'm so passionate about it now because I have seen women go through this program and have the incredible takeaways and breakthroughs that like I did. And I love it but I know you're going to get so much out of it. I got a message from a lady today who went through it, one of my beautiful clients, who said that the lessons are just priceless. She constantly goes back, back to the things that she learned in Money Methodology over and over again. It's amazing work. If you feel like this episode resonated with you, anything that I've dropped in any of my past episodes have resonated with you, especially around money, then trust me, you're going to want to get into Money Methodology because you're, and you're definitely going to need a big notepad Get a big notepad, get a big journal, because let me tell you now, there is a lot of notes and a lot of breakthroughs and a lot of exercises that are just going to change your life. So I'm sure this gave you lots to think about and lots of areas to explore. And I would love to know what come up for you. So please share this episode to your stories and tag me at Money Mindset Hub, because I'd love to know your takeaways. And if you know someone who needs to hear this, please share it with them. And Remember, everything you desire and deserve is just on the other side of your own resistance. So keep moving forward. Thank you so much for being here and I'll catch you in the next episode.